You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Let's go back to Wednesday. Let's go back to July 30th. The White Sox are toiling. And they look like a team that had a lot of bravado, but not a lot of other stuff. They had been flailing in the first few games of the season, and it looked like they were going to get swept in Cleveland. What happens? They come through with a ninth inning where they score four runs, and that's after Lucas Giolito had pitched really well after that disaster on opening day. Six strikeouts for him in that game, and you had Evan Marshall and and Aaron Bummer be fantastic. Colome walked the tightrope. He wasn't very good in that game, but he was good enough for them to to get a win, and they they won four to nothing over Cleveland, and then headed to Kansas City after a day off. Now let's fast forward. Let's go to today and where the White Sox find themselves. The White Sox now find themselves with four wins in a row. That last win against Cleveland put them on a streak where the team had walked into that series one and four. Now they are five and four after beating Kansas City nine to two on Sunday. It's been a good weekend overall for them. A lot of good things have happened for the White Sox. And it starts with they've gotten representative starting pitching. Meaning, hey, I guess that was July 29th, not July 30th. They got representative starting pitching. Meaning that even in the game where you had Geo starting the entire Sox pen, like it was a Johnny Allstaff type type game, and then their bats came alive. Since we last talked here on Loho Daily, Tim Anderson has been placed on the injured list, which is not great, but it opened the door for them to put Luis Robert in the leadoff spot, a spot that he is very comfortable in. He's hitting 351 so far. He still strikes out, and he's going to strike out. But he's done a good job in, in the two games that he's had to play in the leadoff spot. It also brought about Nick Madrigal being called up. His service time issues were done after the six days in the minors, and now he finds himself on the major league roster. The first two games for Madrigal did not go well. He's 0 for 9 in those first two games. This game on Sunday, though, he broke out four for five. Could have been five for five if it wasn't for a really incredible play by Salvador Perez at first base. That's great. You had a four-hit game the day before from from Robert and from Aloy. You had your, your young guys hitting, which is phenomenal. And then in the Sunday game, you have almost everyone contributing in one way or the other. But I want to... I want to talk a little bit about Yasmani Grandal. Grandal went three for four in the game with three RBIs. He had some really good at-bats, too. 
like fouling off really good two strike pitches, extending the at bat. And if you look at what he's done in the last two games, he he's been instrumental in the offense for the White Sox being formidable. I will tell you that this this offense has a chance to be really scary. Grandal with five RBIs in the last two games after starting super slow. But this offense has a lot of length to it. They're a scary lineup. And if they can just get representative starting pitching, they can be involved in this thing. And this this was something that happened with Dylan Cease today. Dylan Cease, six innings, five hits, four strikeouts. The best part about it is that he had fastball command. The best part is that he wasn't trying to find his fastball, which made makes him vulnerable. If you don't have that, it's hard to pitch, period. And he didn't have that in the first game. Now, granted, this is Kansas City. So you don't want to go crazy with your feelings about what this means to beat the Royals, but they're on the schedule. As long as the schedule is going to be played, you have to feast on Kansas City and Detroit. And then hope that you can tread water against the Twins and Cleveland in, in the goal to either win the division or finish second, which would assure you a playoff berth in this year's playoffs. So whenever they pop up on the schedule, it can't be less than two out of three. And good for the White Sox, they went three for three. And now they get an opportunity to play Milwaukee, who's not going to have Lorenzo Cain because Lorenzo Cain opted out of the season. He's like, I think I'm out of here. I don't know how much baseball we all have left to watch, especially after hearing Rob Manfred talk sideways to Carl Ravage about him never giving up. He's not a quitter. Yeah, well, you're not the one who's playing. You're not really risking anything physically. There's some risk monetarily, and you can tell where your loyalty lies in that regard. But as long as the White Sox are playing, I want them to win. I want to see this young team come about. And while I talk about Grandal, like that's a big thing. Like You brought him in for his leadership. You brought him in for his bat, that consistency. They've gotten really good production so far from the catching position. James McCann is hit when asked to catch, and Grandal over the last two games is giving you five RBIs. Still kind of waiting for Encarnacion to get going. Had a couple hits in the game against Kansas City on Sunday. But they've got some power and some length in this lineup, and you've seen them explode. It was the ninth inning in that last game against Cleveland. You saw them explode on Saturday night against the Royals, and you saw them explode with seven runs in the seventh inning on Sunday. That's the thing. If they play semi-clean baseball and get representative pitching in front of that clean baseball, they're going to destroy teams like Kansas City. And that's kind of the next step for the White Sox. The, the next step is beat the teams that you should be and be competitive against the teams that you're trying to compete with. You have to be competitive against the Cubs, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Minnesota. You got to be competitive against those teams. 
But when it comes to teams like the Pirates and the Royals and the Tigers, you got to take care of business. And they were able to do that. The last couple of games have been fun. You've been able to see why everyone's so excited about Robert. And I think that you were able to see in, in this particular game why people are excited about Madrigal. He gets contact. He doesn't really strike out. I still have some concerns about whether that contact is weak contact. But if you have guys on base in front of you and you're knocking them in, that's good enough for me. For now. He picked up his first hit, which is great. Then he picked up three more. And he also picked up an, an RBI in this game. They've had everyone contribute, even on a day like this. A day like this where you're starting Mendick at short and Delmonico and right. Those guys come up with a couple of hits, and Delmonico came up with a huge hit that brought in two runs in that seventh inning to really kind of put the game out of reach. And that's what you're going to see from this team. They're going to pound the ball, and they've got to make teams that are lesser than them pay. And they were able to do that. Shout out to Aaron Bummer. He's becoming my favorite White Sox pitcher. And the reason is, is that Ricky's just going to throw him out there every day. I'm really upset that he had to pitch on Saturday, and I feel like he had to pitch Saturday night because of a managerial mistake by, by Ricky where you had C-Sheck ready in the pen and you didn't go to him. And then you gave up a home run. Fry is out there, gives up a home run to Merrifield when it should have been C-Sheck. And your lead should have still been six runs at the time. You got to figure out ways to get Aaron Bummer a day off. But that guy, he is electric. And his slider is nasty. So shout out to him and Ross Detweiler with a, a really good performance. He's been good all year, too. He hasn't let a run score on him. So there are some really good things that are happening for the White Sox over the last four games. Let's see if it continues. This is a really interesting, this is going to be interesting a couple days for everyone involved in baseball because you have the situation with the Cardinals where they keep getting more COVID positive players. They didn't play their series with Milwaukee, which if I'm the White Sox, I'm really happy that that didn't happen. We'll see if they can get back on the schedule or if they're going to be quarantined for a week like the Marlins are. And who knows what's going to happen when the Marlins come back. You have, what, 15 players test positive and then one player say, I'm out of here? I'll leave I'll leave the uh, poop show that is Major League Baseball to another podcast. But for now, it's good to celebrate the White Sox seemingly going in the right direction after a really rough start. And the thing that they can look to in a 60-game season, and this happened with the Cubs last year, they started out 1-7. Everyone thought that it was going to be a horrific season for the 2019 Cubs. By the time they got to the 60-game mark, I believe they were 34-26. and 26. If you're 34-26 and 26 in the 2020 version of Major League Baseball, you're going to the playoffs. That is if there is a playoff. So high fives all around for everyone on the south side including Nick Madrigal. Big day for him. Big day for the White Sox as they head off to Milwaukee, having won four games in a row. Thanks for listening.